I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Afternoon, everyone. Afternoon. Um, even and even, it depends what time of the day you are listening or watching even. Um, we're, we're starting something fairly new here. And we've got um, our friend Al, uh, who often goes by the, the Twitter handle Moses McNeil, the legend that is Moses McNeil. Bit of a bit of a man, oft great contributor to the pod. Um, gets involved in all the comments. Has been to the live shows, mate. Thanks very much for joining me today. How are you? Uh, very welcome, mate. I'm doing good, thank you. And cheers for the introduction. That's class. You're very very welcome, my man. You're a bit of a legend. You're a bit of a legend. So <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, mate. This is a this is a fairly new thing we're doing. And what we what we thought we'd try and do is just get a wee segment together. We chat, just two boys chatting about their love of Rangers and what made them become a Rangers fan and things like that there. We'll talk through about some of the things you've enjoyed about being a Rangers fan, some of the highs and some of the lows and some things that that make the club special in your own heart and what's brought you towards the club in that sort of way or shape or form. So, all good today, mate, yeah? Very good, yeah. No bad today, cheers. Yeah, sun shining, the sun shining, yeah. That's it. We're coming off the, the back of a, a massive, massive signing for, for Scottish and probably British football in, in Aaron Ramsey signing. What did you make of that? Uh, great bit of business. A great bit of business. If you'd have told me three or four days ago that this is what we would have been celebrating today, uh, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I think we've done well during the window. I was really happy with uh, Diallo. I thought Sands is great. You know, I thought we'd done really well. But yesterday was, it was one of those days, I think, for... Uh, for being a Rangers fan that you remember for a long time. Uh, do you know what's funny? I remember the day Gaza signed. Um, and what would that have been? 25, 26 years ago, if I'm, if I'm not yeah. wrong. Imagine there was social media back then. I know, I know. And do you know what? I can remember I can remember hearing about it on the radio, like driving to work. And I remember like getting into work and obviously being from Belfast, we the paper, the only papers you would get is the Belfast Telegraph from the Sun and things like that there. But I, I went out of my way to get the record. And I remember it was over the front page, it was over the, the, the back page, it was over the middle pages. And I don't think we as fans, and I know this has been said a lot by, by people in the media and stuff, but I don't think we as fans have seen a signing from that the likes of that Gaza and, and Loudrop era that, that has actually captured the imagination as it had Aaron Ramsey. What do you what do you think about what do you think? How do you think he's gonna fit into the team? Alan, what do you think? I think he's, he's got, got that stature as a player. I think the name um and and 
where he's been, what he's done is a massive thing. And sometimes these players, before they've even kicked the ball, it's generally not about the football, it's about who they are and the fact that they've chosen to come to our club. I think Gaza was a big one. We've got many over the years. Um, I think I think he'll fit in just fine. I think if you're telling me that I've got a midfield of uh, Kamara, Aribo and this man here, I think we'll do okay. <laughs> uh, for me, it, it's going to be interesting where he fits in because it does give us... I think in the in the past season, this season especially, we have lacked midfield runners when when Scotty Arfi's been out, and I think that threat, that goal scoring threat, that ability to run beyond, you know, the the sort of the striker almost as well, is what will what will what will really suit Aaron Ramsey's sort of style, and will really suit us because when you bring in a Lundstrom, when you bring in Sands, when you bring in Jack. All of those players are very, very good in their own right, but they don't have that ability to run beyond and create that additional space. And it was something we talked about on the last pod there as well. So I'm really, really excited, mate. I'm sure you are too. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I think Wednesday, do you think Wednesday will come too soon for him? i seen today a few people saying that they didn't think he was fit enough for Wednesday. Um, I think, Christ, you know, a half fit Aaron Ramsey is probably better than most. Up here, so I would give him twenty minutes, half an hour, whether it be at the start, at the end. Um, I think for the fans, for the occasion, I think not playing them would be a disappointment. But you've got to go away with what the boss says, what the boss thinks. But as you were saying, he's a he's a he scores goals from defence to attack. He's a fantastic player. We've kind of lacked a little bit of that moving forward. I've seen some people saying that they would push him even higher. They would play him in the same sort of position that. You know, um, Diallo was Diallo was playing the other day. I wouldn't mm. personally do that. Keep him back, tight in the midfield. I'd let him play from box to box because that's what he's yeah. good at. You won't judge what his physical condition is like, I guess, in one day's training. Yeah, yeah I don't think the boss or any of the guys can do that. So they're going to need to let him play um, if they're brave enough. But again, if he doesn't play, we've got Arfield. If Arfield can't play, we've got Lowry. I don't know when Davis is back, etc. From being in a being at a stage where we were kind of um, struggling a wee bit in the middle of the park, we're now a bit overloaded in there. But I would like to see him play. I would definitely yeah, like to see him come out in a Rangers jersey, maybe stick one or two against them just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> you said there as well about the um, the fact that we're very overloaded in midfield now. Do, who do you see as we, Gerard always liked six because he had three playing and three in backup. I think now, if you include Sands, I think we've got Ramsey, and you can correct me here if I'm wrong, we've got Ramsey, we've got Aribo, we've got Kamara, you've got Arfield, you've got Davis, five, you've got Jack, you've got Sands, or seven, and, and young Larry, who tends to play, I could see him not really being included in that, because I'm tr- kind of talking regulars, but there's yeah. seven. It's, it's going to be difficult, isn't it, to, to try and keep those other four on the bench and unhappy when everyone's fit and well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think uh, exactly as you say, when people are fitting well, it's about competition, but competition for spaces within any squad is healthy. So how they'll go, what they'll do, I know everybody's going to have their own opinion, I know I do, etc. But you, you trust the boss to, to make the right decisions and uh, when he develops a style of play for the team as he's done since uh, Stevie left and whatever, you trust him to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. I know what I would like to see Kamara, Aribo, uh, Ramsey, Kent, uh, the Buff, and Diallo. That would be, you know, that that is amazing. But imagine even then having the option of Ryan Jack when he comes back fit to drop in behind as a sort of 
defensive midfielder as well. And he's no shy at coming forward, Christ. So it's one of those ones. I think competition's healthy. I think we've not had a lot of competition, especially through injuries, international call-ups, etc. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I would like to see him play. I would like to see him play in the right wing, um, feeding up to young Diallo. And, and, and I think that would be a lovely, lovely, lovely bit of football we'd see from those guys. On the right-hand side of that three there, and I, I, yes. I might have even forgot to mention Lundstrom there. I don't even know if I did mention Lundstrom, but that, that could potentially give us eight central midfielders, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, and I know they all play. Sands can drop into a centre-back position. Um, I, I was talking, funny, I was talking to some of the guys in the pod about this. I, I've noticed that Gio likes to put people straight in. The likes of Cedric getting came straight back in after his loan. The likes of Diallo went straight back or went straight into the team. The likes of Sands went straight into the team. Mm. For me personally, I wouldn't be very surprised if he did start on Wednesday night. But here's the thing, and and, and you, people may say he's not very fit and he hasn't, he, you know, he hasn't played a lot of games. Let's not be to- let's not beat about the bush here. He's been playing for probably the best team in Serie A over the last twenty or thirty years. He has been training with world class players every single day. I mean, young and is a world class player, seventy odd caps, captain of his country, taking taking his team to the the semi-finals of the Euros a couple of a couple of years back. You know, he's very very experienced, one of Arsenal's best players, um, as well up until he went to Juve. And in those first two seasons in Juve, I think he might have only played 25, 26 games. But some of the goals he was contributing from that late run in midfield position. So again, it makes me very excited. And and Diallo. Didn't look out of sorts when he came on or when he started on Saturday there, and he hasn't played a lot of football. Lovely so, turn of play, that lad. Great first oh, touch. I think oh. that that is another great bit of business. You know, you can spout his age or whatever as much as you like, but that boy, for the, the, the 65 minutes he played on yeah. Saturday, he was fantastic. He was brilliant. I thoroughly enjoyed watching him play mm. football. Um Great first touch. That's what stood out massively for me. Great first touch, great turn of play. Sort of Joe Aribo-esque to the extent where people don't know what to do with players like that up here sometimes. They're left wanting. They're away at the shops. The guys are ready to buy them on the 18-yard line. It's lovely, lovely football to watch. And having them all link up like that, I mean, you can never have too many players like that in your team as far as I'm exactly. concerned. Exactly. And what's going to be interesting about Wednesday night especially is that the, obviously most teams that we play against all, all other teams bar Celtic tend to set off against us. They don't yeah. want to play football. Celtic will come out. They come out, that creates space. That space with that pace up front, um, wide and obviously, you know, Joe being so influential over the la- over the over the last couple of games and the last couple of months. Um, you know, Kamara pulling the strings. It, it's going to be an interesting game. We haven't gone into the game in, in, in the greatest of form. We've played two sloppy away games. No, the last but, couple of games have not been great. Yeah. Um, but if you can, if you can't get yourself up for this game, you don't deserve to be playing oh, football. That's true. something. That's so I'm, I'm hoping Sorry. that Kamara. Um, I, I feel the last couple of games, Glenn's head's been down a wee bit. Mm. Don't know what the crack is with that. Maybe he's just missing Big Jobo. You just don't know. But I'm hoping that he turns it back on. I wouldn't like to think that, for example, as some people have prophesied that his head's down because he wants out. He wants a move. I'm hoping that that's not the case. I genuinely feel, and I'm hoping that Ramsey coming in lifts a wee man a bit, you know, because he's a player for us. He's an influential player on his day. Um, he makes he makes Jobo better, if that's even possible when they two play together. It's So I'm hoping that Glenn, Glenn comes in fighting with a good head on tomorrow. And it's like you say, if you can't get yourself geared up for the morning, then you shouldn't have been a Rangers jersey. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, listen, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll crack on. We'll ask you a couple of questions about just about what made you be a Ranger. Do you know what made you? And without without sort of telling me how old you are, right? 
What what do you remember as your first Rangers game? Either you went to, you seen, you seen on TV or whatever. Uh, my first Rangers game. Well, first of all, I remember um, as a young boy, five and six years of age. My father's reaction to these things when I didn't know what it was, mm. how he would react and how he would obsess over these things and how it would affect his day and his mood and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I just I was in awe of my father, who was a hard working man, not a, not a talker, not he was just an old fashioned guy, but this brought out every emotion in the sun for him. And I remember as a young man, um, the reaction of him from the games. Now my first game was uh, the Scottish Cup, third round, Hamilton Academical at Ibrooks, 31st of January 1987. Right. I'm sad to I'm sad to say that we get beat one now that day. <laughs> I remember, I do remember, I can remember that game because it, it, it sent shockwaves through Scottish football at the time. If I'm right as well, it was uh, it was not expected. It was right. an un, unexpected result, but you know you remember some things in life. The older you get, it gets lost in the the fray. But you remember some things as life in life. Sorry, as clear as day, as if they were yesterday. And I remember looking up at my dad. And as, as my daughter said when I took her to her first game not too long ago, like, what will you remember? She said the noise, the people, the atmosphere. That's what I remember. Like, I couldn't, I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never experienced anything like it anywhere else in the world and probably still haven't to this day. But I remember looking up at my dad and his face filled with joy, obviously before they scored. <laughs> but his face filled with joy, having his son there beside him. I was intimidated. I was young. I was only seven years of age. So I remember that game, but very fondly, but I don't remember the result fondly, obviously. <laughs> and uh, did you did you have a Rangers top at the time? Do you, do you know what Rangers top? Did you wear one at the, at the game? I had, uh, see the C.R. Smith one, the blue one. That, oh. There's always pictures of old Sinus cutting about me, kind of round collar, C.R. Smith, cracking strip. That. I think that was my first strip. Love that. Was that your favourite strip? Or is it first your first your favourite? Or what was your favourite? I've always got a punch on for purple strips, as you know. I don't know what it is, but I really like all the purple strips. But yeah, I mean, you always remember fondly the ones you wear as children type of thing. Um, anything with the Rangers badge on it, it, it fills me with pride, mate. You get to wear it, go to a game, whatever. Even just watching it with your mates, you know, you get to pull that top on, it means something. It means you're a Rangers fan and, you know, in our world, that's significant. So, Brilliant. Love that purple strip, that that one, the, the, the lilac colour one. And for me... It always brings back memories of certain players. And for me, the, the only two players I can see wearing that, honestly, is Loudrup and, and uh, Hitley. Yeah. Those are the two players. When I think of that purple kit, those are those those are the memories I have of those two players. But see the kit you're talking about, the C.R. Smith one? For me, believe it or not, was Sunus and Davy Cooper. Yeah, Davy Cooper. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Right. Remember Davy Cooper in it. And just what a, what a player. I mean, again, I know we, we, we could wax lyrical about Davy all the time, but... Yeah, you're right. I mean, for me, kits are quite emotive and, and they're, they're, they're become so popular these days as well. Um, and all the retro gears all out. And it's brilliant to see. It's, it's up. I've got my son, who's 14 now, he wears a lot of the old Rangers retro kit tops now and he absolutely adores them. He loves them. And I've got him running around in the orange and blue one and stuff like that there. So it's brilliant. It's brilliant to see kids as well getting into it. Do you remember, do you remember any songs from back in the day? Do you have a, do you have a particular favourite song? Eh, every other Saturday was a big thing, you know, it's just one of those songs when you, you kind of go to Ibrox as a child, obviously 
Walter Smith said, you know, you sing songs at Ibrox as, as a child that maybe you grow out of. Um, the older you get, um, there is a, a heavy songbook, so, you know, yeah, yeah. That's to your club. But with regards to the songs that make me smile, I like Every Other Saturday. I think that's a, a good old one that reminds me of the, the old times and stuff like that. Um uh, without without going down the other road. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? See to this day, mate, I still I still any and I know it's not a Rangers song, but see that see that part when they come out of the tunnel and simply the best is playing and especially awesome. a big big game especially a big game and i remember rangers playing villarreal and raquel may was just back after seven or eight months and he run the show i think we managed to grab a draw um mm-hmm. but he absolutely run the show world-class player beyond belief but see that noise whenever they come out to that simply the best song even now mate see when i hear it on the radio it still gives me goosebumps and i know it's not a rangers song but i, I just love hearing it just absolutely love hearing it as um, an angel song, like Tina would say, as an angel song. What about your What about your favorite player? Did you have a favorite player growing up? And what, what who's your favorite player now? So, give us your favorite player when you were when you were growing up. Somebody really stuck in your mind, um, and you know your hero is such. And then somebody now who you who you look to as a, as a bit of a fan favorite. Um, I got we were season ticket holders from the sort of late eighties, ninety. I think nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. My dad and I got season tickets. And as a young man, you remember, you remember the glory, you remember the goal scorers. I think initially, mm-hmm. so there were McCoy's and Mark Cayleys and your Mo Johnsons and people like that, because that was my era. I was growing up through nine in a row, mm-hmm. um, and early on in that, these were the players that came through. And then the more you go to the games, you recognise talent that comes through the club. Your Gazas, you know, your Loudrops, you know, players like that, that 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 just shine. I mean, you go you go to Ibrooks and you watch a guy trapper. Crossfield past 60 yards with his ass. You know, there's something <laughs> just casually play on. Louder up as a boy. I'd never seen I'd seen some great football at Ibrooks and I'd seen some great football with Rangers, but I'd never quite seen the silkiness of a touch and turn of play that the guys and louder up, louder up especially offered. But you know, it's it was it was beautiful. I mean, but I have favourite players through through. I mean, I'm I'm pushing on a bit now, but I've got favourite players through all generations of Rangers, you know. Um, but back back when I was a boy, these players they really stood out for me. You know, they really they really mm. stood out for me. Um, and what about yeah. now? Uh, what about now? Who would be your your sort of favourite player now? I know who Ryan is, and I've got a feeling who you're going to say. So I love Ryan Kent, man. I love Ryan Kent. Raz as a player, I love the way Joe Rebo's coming on to a game. You know, I, I just these guys have they, they just it's phenomenal football they play. Everybody, I mean, in this team at the moment deserves to be there. Last year we had a phenomenal season. Um, I just I just really love Raza. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, I like Brian Jack. I feel bad that he's been injured. Um, you know, but these are all associations that we had, you know, Ryan Jack's goal against Celtic. We hadn't beat them for yeah. seven years, and six, seven years. And then, you know, these are all modern day associations with these players. So mm. they get it, you know, they get what it means to be a Rangers fan, a Rangers player, to be associated with the club. Um, some players, I guess, are guilty of coming in, playing their game, maybe not taking on board the the, yeah. the the full thing, but these guys you do it. And Ryan Kent for me is my favourite player. I know he's still people argue at the moment he's still missing a wee yard after that hammy injury, etc. But 
I just I love his turn of play. I think you know you just don't know what he's going to do with the ball. But again, Joe Rebo at the moment you can't take anything away for this guy. He's he goes into challenges with three or four other players and comes out with the football. He's got no right to do that. He should not be doing that. He shouldn't be walking away for these exchanges with other players and other teams and all taking this way. You put him in a boot at him and he just casually sort of away with the ball at his feet. It's incredible. Yeah, He's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I love Alfie, obviously, the impact yeah. he's had on the club. Well, he's uh, mine. He's mine, man. I have to be honest. He's mine. And I just love it. See when he's on form, see when he's playing and he's at his he's at his peak where he's just he's got that aggression, but he just does he just controls it. Phenomenal. And see when he scores, you just you can't help but run. You can't help but well, see, see the smile. He gets it. He gets uh, it. And a lot and of I suppose that's why. I suppose that's why Jermaine Defoe was was so taken in and, and the yeah. fans loved Defoe so much yeah, because yeah. even at that latter stage of his career, you could see how much it meant to him. You could see how much he embraced it. And, and yeah. I don't know if, I'm sure you did, but I'm say, I'm sure you, you caught his interviews that he'd done in the days oh, and, and a week or two since he left the club. I mean, he was he was really emotional at times talking about the club and, and it's, it's phenomenal to see. Absolutely phenomenal to see. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, yeah. JD, was, JD was an amazing... Yeah. But his age, you know, the impact he had, he was a squad player, but he was a player that other the younger members of the squad could look up to. Done a bit. Mm. As much as he hadn't won any league trophies and they won that with us, he's still done a bit older, like, more experienced player. Um, it, it was phenomenal to have him at our club. It was phenomenal to see a, the goals he scored. Some of the goals he scored, they're just natural striker. Well, yeah. They're just fantastic. They really, really are. But to, to go back to Alfie and touching Alfie a wee bit, People criticised Alfie a wee, like a lot when when Gerald played them a lot deeper and tried mm. to pull him back a bit. To, I thought some of the play was fantastic. Some of the passes, mm. some of his passing of the football is incredible. Don't get yeah. me wrong; it takes away from his natural ability of being that or like you know penalty spot type striker. But mm. some of the some of the passes and some of his touches and some of his turn of play was f- fucking phenomenal. Excuse my language, but at the end of the day. <laughs> But you're people, right. expect, uh, people expect Alfie to be banging in goals. That's what they expect Alfie to do. Mm-hmm. They don't particularly like when he's not scoring. As much as we're on the same boat, you've got to appreciate the, the, the work that he did do when he was asked to pull back a bit. Even though he didn't like it, he still did some great work. Well, I think you can see even in the last couple of games how much we've missed that focal point. And, and right. I know Cedric Gittin has taken a hell of a lot of stick on, on social media lately, especially from Rangers fans, about about his ability and his, his lack of hold-up play and all of those sorts of things. and and But to me, to me, it shows you how much we miss Alfie. To me, it shows you how much we miss that type of player who can who can bustle and, and who can bully defenders around, really. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to getting back into that team. I was actually gutted that he didn't appear for Colombia. And, you know, I, can't he's been, that. I know, and he's probably been playing some of his best football over the last season. And, and all of a sudden they take him out there and start Falcao or something like that. He's probably 36, 37 now. And you're telling me that, you know, a young, fit Alfredo Morelos isn't 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 more of a threat than Falcao. Who knows? No, but exactly. just if I can go back very quickly, mate, we well, were talking there about Defoe. And Defoe scored one of the best goals that I've seen in a long, long time at Ibrox with that ball from Tavernier over the top. I think it was against Livingston. He let it drop and in one movement hit it. And it's just a wee daisy cut her right down into the into the bottom corner. I don't know if you remember that goal. I'm sure you do. But do you have a, f- a favourite goal, not necessarily of this era, but of any era that you remember or, or have seen or even seen on video or whatever? There's a lot. 
there's an awful too many. Lot. That's why you're sitting there staring into space. Yeah, there's too many. I did, I did think about some of these questions last night, and I thought, right, if I'm asked this, what am I, what am I going to say? Um, from a lad, I think. Um, for some reason, see the the Battle of Britain, the Leeds games. Mm. They come to my mind. Okay. Alan McCoy's header, Mark Cately's volley, things like that. They come to my mind, like frightening, frightening. But then mm. there's a cup quarter final or semi final. Can't remember against Aberdeen at Ibrox where guys I beat everybody in the park twice and, and yeah. stuck in the back yeah. of the net. You know things like that. I mean, Christ, nowadays Tavs free, Tav's free kick against was it Dundee United? Uh, the volley yeah. against who was that against the volley? Um, can't got kind of escapes me at the moment. Uh, you know, Brian Jack's goal against Celtic yeah. when we first beat them for the first time in years great, great <laughs> wasn't, the most, legs, yeah. uh, wasn't the most skillful thing, but they uh, see at the end of the day that meant a lot. That game Aye. meant a lot, meant a lot. I think as well, mate, if you can, if you if for me. Your your favorite goals aren't just the best goal scored. It's the it's the it's the emotion that that goal brings. It's the it's the the situation in which that goal scored. You mentioned two of the best goals that I've seen in a long time, and and for their technicality and even the importance of the game was the Battle of Britain goals. The 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 cross from the cross from Hitley the McCoist for the diving header, and then Hitley's Hitley's volley. I mean, two mm-hmm. two absolutely phenomenal goals. But the situation. Around that game, the Battle of Britain, you know, the, the, the original European Cup, you know, the all yeah. the all the all the sort of the, the stuff that was going around, ah, oh, you're gonna get pumped, you are you are crap, you are shit, you are this, you are that. Then to go home and away and beat them two one in those situations. And plus Absolutely. ten games unbeaten, ten game unbeaten running that inaugural yeah. Champions yeah. League. Scott uh, Nesbitt, remember yeah. that? Remember Scott Nesbitt's deflected goal that had spun up in the air and went in behind the yeah. in behind the keeper. <laughs> There was David Cooper's goal against Celtic that I've only obviously seen on video clips. Like you say, the rank there's too many. There's absolutely too many. But um, yeah, it's it's brilliant to have. And it's funny. It's it, for me when you when you think of these goals, it brings back the emotion. It brings back the memory of that game, and which are, which are brilliant. And again, I think that's things that we can we can appreciate as fans. And when you are going through the bad times that we did go through the last lot of years. You know when you when you remember things like that, you remember oh, right. Hold on, we were yeah. we were that good, and we can be that good again. And it's great to see that momentum and that tide changing again. And us, and especially, I know you've been quite vocal in the last day about the job Ross Wilson's done, but, but I mean yeah, he's done a phenomenal job about changing the, the ethos. And I know he won't get them all right, but I think he's done a hell of a job in the last couple of days and weeks, and yeah. even last year about changing that ethos and bringing us in some young. And experienced talent. What do you think about him? What do you think about the job he's done? On? I think he's doing very well. Also, I mean, not a lot. So, I mean, we concentrate the first team an awful lot. What's mm. not focused on enough, like too much by people is the youth development aspect of what we are doing with this club at the moment and how we're bringing these players through. Um, Ross Wilson does a great job generally all round. We, we're scouting talent uh, for the first team and everything. You know, I think through this window, he's done very well. He's got to work within the remits of the budget, remits of the club. Um, I'm sure we would all enjoy if he could go and splash, splash tens of millions every window, etc. But we've got to be realistic as a football club. It's taken us so long to get back to where we are and the stature of what we've got, what we've got, sorry. And the, the sort of player trading model is very important. He's massive with regards mm. to how we've 
developed that. Um, and and he's, he's, he's a testament to the club. And even to, even to be able, I mean, we go back to Ramsey, even to be able to bring a player like that to, to Ibrox without it costing us any money, like mm-hmm. really without breaking wage structures, without doing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. As we said, sometimes before you kick a ball, the stature of a player matters and how everybody else looks mm-hmm. at the club because that player's chosen that club. You know, and that's what I found last night with a lot of the chat on the television and on socials is people just couldn't believe that Aaron Ramsey had picked Rangers. And that to me baffles me because I know my club is the most successful football club in the world, one of the biggest Mm. football clubs in the world. But see if you ask people a few hundred miles down the road, they'll tell you that they don't believe that. They tell you that we can't compete, etc. And players that search for money, players that search for a large wage bill, possibly would have chosen a sort of mid-table Premier League team down Mm. south rather than coming up here. But what Ramsey was able to see was a devoted fan base, a huge club, and the opportunity to play European football all being well. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Ross Wilson, I take my hat off to him. I doff my cap. We should be building that guy a statue somewhere in the back. <laughs> well, do you know what, mate? I, I know he gets a hell of a lot of stick, and I, I agree with you. Ross Wilson has done a phenomenal job. But for me, that rebuilding process about bringing back the stature of the club yes. when Gerard joined, and I know he gets a hell of a lot of stick, um, for for the way he left, um, and you know the the wounds the wounds have healed, but uh, but for me, the job that he did in raising the profile again of the club that had been on its arse, had been on its knees, you know, yes. almost dead, almost dead, no matter what other people have to say, you know, almost dead, and yet, you know, we were able to bring Stephen Gerrard in, probably one of the best midfielders of his generation, to manage the club, and ultimately prove very successful. Again, I know he left under difficult circumstances, but what do you think about the job he done and obviously laying the foundations for Van Bronckhorst to take over? Um, a manager comes with a backroom team, comes with a, a bundle of people to help him, statisticians, um, goalkeeping coaches, striking coaches, people to advise him in the team, you know, the formation, the players, their fitness, everything, right? But the manager's job is to be a leader of men, and people like Steven Gerrard, that's what they do. So the Gerrard effect, the Gerrard factor, you know, call it whatever you want. The fact that he chose our club to come and do this, regardless of his inexperience as a manager, the, the, the stature of a player, the stature of the man, it gave us confidence. And I've seen it through his first season, you know, dribs and drabs as he found his way and he kind of leaned on his backroom staff a little and then, the season before 55, you're thinking, we're doing this, obviously, an element of capitulation, and we kind of let it go a bit from 11 points ahead and whatever else. But he was a leader of men. And the, the way that he'd done it through the three and a bit years he was at Ibrox to, to the culmination of so many players playing out their fucking skin last year for that mm-hmm. title, I fail to recall. I've seen some beautiful things in my time with Rangers, but I fail to recall just seeing something so magnificent. But I don't know if that was the the, the years of hurt that we all had to endure, yeah, yeah. The, the stuff we had to see, try and be pragmatic, try and be honest, taking pelters off our friends and family about this and the next thing to do with our club, which we still do. But I feel that he instilled a, an element of respect from a managerial mm standpoint that we'd been missing for a while. Now, no disrespect to any other manager who tried their best. The last time I remember feeling like 
we had Rangers men in charge who believed what we were doing was when when Watty and Ari were in charge. That's how I feel. Um, mm. And what Gerard does, with, he made us believe again. Aye. He made us believe. He made us believe that you know what? That's right. We're Rangers Football Club. We may have been away for a bit trying to sort some stuff out, but at the end of the day, we're Rangers Football Club. And he turns up in his suit and his brogues every week, and he mm. believes it. And you know what? So do we. So I, I will always be thankful to Stephen Gerrard for the time he gave us, the sacrifices he made. I put that in a post on Twitter. He sacrificed an awful lot. You're never going to please anybody. There's still people out there calling him Judas, calling him this and that with regards yeah. to how he left. But at the end of the day, man, he could have went, he could have seemingly won 55, title day 15th of May. He could have walked out of Ibrooks and walked away then. Yeah. And I, I will always feel the same way about him. Was I disappointed how he left? Initially, I because of how we'd all bought into that and how we'd all mm. bought into him and whatever else, he becomes such a big part of your life. This guy, you know, he's 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 making decisions that are affecting you on a daily basis. And as a football fan, you know what I'm talking about. It's Aye. not it's not just it's not just oh, I support my team like some other people and some other clubs. This is you're a Rangers fan. This is everything to you. Yeah. I mean, who was it? Was it Walter Smith said for some people, supporting Rangers is their entire way of life. No, that's it. Well, that's it. So, that's it, man. And I think that's why we were all so gutted because we did buy in that we bought into him as a person. But at the same yeah. time, when you take the man away from the club and you take, you, you said there he made sacrifices. I mean, he was away from his family a hell of a lot. He was away from it. He has young young kids, and he was away from them a hell of a lot, which must be very difficult on anybody. You know, it must be very difficult on anybody. Yeah. But that's why this segment I wanted to call it being a ranger because I wanted to get your take, and, and obviously you can tell by your emotion and you can tell by. What you what the club means to you, but I'll finish off, mate. I'll I, I remember recently or not recently, you took your you took your daughter to a game. Um, yes. I want to finish off on this. Obviously, it means a lot to you. Tell me, tell me what that was like for you as a dad, and obviously, tell me what it was like for your daughter. What you know, and, and I mean, I just I know me when I took my son to his first game, and he wasn't really into football then and stuff like that there, which he is getting more into now. But yeah, tell me a wee bit about what that meant to you. Um. Well, truth be told, she's always shown a bit of an interest because obviously dad goes on about it. Mm. But truth be told, she was an eight-year-old girl and I wondered how much it would capture her attention. Um, I'm sure she initially I thought she would have been great and she would have enjoyed it. But then, you know, I took the iPad just in case <laughs> you got a little bit bored. Not going to lie, just in case you get a little bit bored. Um, the occasion for us, uh, which I'll always be thankful to you guys and to Scotty and that for, it was stuff I'll take with me forever. The whole occasion for us of her, me taking her down to Rangers shop and uh, mm. realising how expensive the kids' shirts were. <laughs> <laughs> but getting her all decked out, we, we were matching strips, the whole... Parking in the car, I'm thinking back to where, where did my dad park and he took me. What's the quickest way in and out of this kind of situation? You don't want to get caught in traffic. Just the silly things. And then the walk, the walk towards the stadium and her wee face as she recognised that it's not just her and I that believe this yeah. or like this. There's so many like us. And then she kept spotting different strips, different scarves, you know, the, the, the thing, the whole occasion um, for her was amazing to see. And then that walk up the stairs for the first time, man, see, like, when when she walked up the stairs and she, she into Ibrooks and she just 
there's there's just seconds where you're fighting back tears. It's <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful thing. She's just yeah. looking about. She's silent. She's just looking at me, looking about, looking at me again. I'm just nodding, trying not to you know, wipe right. my tears away. It's fantastic. But like I said, I thought, I thought, take your iPad. You know, we see, we see she's young. Will this capture her attention when the whistle yeah. goes, when the people start going, what if it's not the best game? What if there's a few fans kicking about that give it a bit of stick and maybe she doesn't like it? I was blown away by her reaction. She she was she was just engrossed and involved in the first goal. We won five 0 that night. In the first goal that went in, she jumped out a wee skin. You know, she was like she couldn't believe the noise, and that's what I remember as a child is that thing. And then when she realised that it was okay to cheer and shout and clap and sing, she goes like that to me about twenty five minutes in. George, right? She says, "Dad, I'm hungry." She's right, pal. I go and get, I go and get you a wee blue nose burger or something. We'll get you something, right? She's like, right, Dad. Go and get us a burger and that. She's right, no worries. So I was, I thought you better come with me. I can't judge. She says, I'll be fine here, Dad. Don't you worry. All right, pal. No bother. So I brings the way down the stairs. Got the food on the way back up the stairs. I'm walking up the stairs. She doesn't see me, but I see her, and she's standing up. She's dancing. She's got a scarf. She's cheering. Wow. But this time we're tuning her up, something like that. And you think to yourself. Wow, amazing. And then 20 minutes to go, I say, listen, mean, shall we go? You know, it's, it's getting on a bit. She says, well, how long's left, Dad? I'm like, 20 minutes. She's like, oh, no, no, we don't go yet. We don't go until it ends. We don't go until the final whistle, Dad. Brilliant. She says, all right, pal, no worries. So we didn't need the iPad, didn't need anything else. All we needed was a famous. And now we we, um, we we live not far from Ockenhowie now. So she's been asking to go to the, the, the women's games and stuff. So I'm going to be starting right. taking it to um, taking to her another game, etc. She's she loves it. Constantly asking when we can go back, and ah, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, it was it was wonderful, uh, and she enjoyed it. She really did. And her favourite player, like you, is is Alfie. So, <laughs> well, listen, mate, it's it's amazing to hear, and I, I suppose that's that's the whole point of this this wee segment today was just to capture those wee moments that meant a lot to you. I know what they meant a lot to me, but I wanted to get an idea from you and other guys who contribute to the pod and are in the chat every week. And anybody who wants to come on, just to tell us their wee memories. And what's great about that is, mate, you can see how much the club means to you. And hopefully that's going to be passed on a generation to your daughter. And eventually when she has kids of herself, she can take them she can take them there when you're an old man and a granddad. You can, the three of you can all go and watch games. And I, that's why I'm so looking forward to the Edmondson sweep being done and how that's going to contribute to the match day experience. Yeah. Uh, and really, because obviously you can go there an hour or two before the game and do the museum and then go after it and stuff, and which again is gonna is gonna amplify that whole experience for anyone who goes and watches. And it, it, I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. And you mentioned there about the women's game, and I want to give a wee shout out to Rihanna and the segment she does for the women's game. Yeah, sure. on the, yeah, on the and she's doing great stuff. And again, it's another segment, especially for young girls growing up. You know, if they are a Rangers fan, they can aspire to go and play in the Rangers women's team now, which is well, that's something that we didn't have. As, 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 yeah. as young men, we didn't have that. You know, and and young women when we were of that age, we, we didn't have that to look at. I mean, look mm-hmm. how far this club's come on. You know, look look at the professionalism in all aspects and every every squad we have. It's mm-hmm. mind blowing, and Rhiannon is fantastic. A very very clever clever person in regards to football. And great order, you know, fantastic knowledge of the woman's game, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. 
brilliant. Yeah. I absolutely love what she does for the pod and stuff. She's a very clever, clever lassie, that's for sure. Aye, and and we are Rangers, and that's it, regardless yeah. of anything. Well, listen, mate, I'll end it on that there. I can't, Al, the famous Moses McNeil. I will leave it on that, mate. Just want to thank yeah. you again. And I will say before we go, if there's anybody else out there who wants to come on and tell us a wee bit about their story and a wee bit about what them be or what them want to be a ranger, get involved, get in touch with me, get in touch with the pod and let us know. But Al, again, nature an absolute legend. And thank you very much, my man. Thank you, George. Thanks to everybody at the pod. Keep up the good work. Keep the battle fever on. Cheers, mate. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 